Hi all, and welcome to episode three of our professional perspective series of What Causes Inspires You. I'm your host, Alicia Gupta, and today I have with me Paul Schur. What Causes Inspires You is a podcast founded for students ages 13 to 21 to be able to share the service they are doing in their communities. We recently launched our professional perspective series in order for experts in their field to give insight to our youth about how to make a stronger impact and accelerate social justice movements. Paul Schmitz is the executive director and founder of ShowerUp. You can reach him at paul at showerup.org. The podcast is pre-recorded and will be published on Spotify and YouTube under Humanity Rising Voices. All right, Paul, are we ready to get started? Ready. Awesome. So Paul, why don't you start off by telling us what ShowerUp Nashville is all about and how you were inspired to start it? Sure. And thank you for having me on. I appreciate this. Um, so ShowerUp was, uh, was really launched as an outreach of, uh, of, of our work with the homeless community in Nashville. And we've been doing this, when I say we, it's my family and I, and uh, so my wife and my daughters, we got involved doing this, uh, this work with, uh, with the homeless community years ago uh, by doing meals, clothing, and working with other organizations who are actively on the streets, grassroots kinds of organizations. And as we talked to people and started building some relationship, we discovered that, hey, one of the things that a lot of our friends would like to do is get a job. They'd like to get some work. But a lot of jobs kind of require you to be clean, or at least you want to feel good about yourself. You want to feel clean and presentable when you go in for the job interview. So we realized that there was a, a real lack of resources. And, and this was an idea that, um, that just kind of came to us. You know, I, I, I tell the story about how it was just divine inspiration. I, I feel like just God placed us in our hearts to, to do this. And, uh, and he's really created a, a path for us to, uh, to be able to fulfill this in people's lives. So Shower Up provides mobile showers and personal care to those who are experiencing homelessness. And right now we're doing that in Nashville, uh, also in Huntsville, Alabama, and uh, soon to be expanding to uh, Wichita, Kansas. And uh, this is kind of the first time we're talking about this, but, uh, but Chicago is probably going to be next. Nice. That's amazing. Actually, Humanity Rising is founded in Chicago. So hope to see awesome. you soon after all of Corona is over. Um, but you mentioned how these showers are portable. And I think that's genius because we do work with students who have provided hygiene supplies, um, provided toiletries and foods to these homeless shelters. But I'm sure it's not the same as actually having these mobile showers. So what kind of experience is needed when working with the homeless community? And what are some statistics to be aware of that made you kind of go into this mobile shower business? It's a great question. And, you know, for us, one of the things that we had to really research was, okay, is there a need for something like this? And you always want to make sure that you're doing something that is meaningful, that has purpose and, and some strategy behind it. And we discovered that in Nashville, and it's, a, it's like this in a lot of other cities, um, that you have a large number of people who are living on the streets or in their cars. They don't have access to showers and, and hygiene facilities. And, uh, and, and really in Nashville at that time, we had between five and 10,000 men, women, and children who were identified as homeless. And of all of that population, there were less than a dozen shower heads, not a dozen shower locations, an actual dozen shower heads available to them. And that's if they could get to the right place at the right time of day and they could actually get in and get showered. I've been to some of those locations and they are, some of them are at best a locker room. And 
I, to me, that didn't communicate what I really wanted to communicate. And what we try to communicate to our, our friends is if we're going to provide something like a, like a shower, like hygiene, I want it to be something that is comfortable, that, that inspires dignity, that, that restores hope and encourages people. So that was kind of how we, we launched this. We're saying, okay, what's the need? And really the, the experience level for us, we, we made this so that it's an easy on-ramp for people. If you want to volunteer and help us, no experience required. Just come up with an open heart, you know, with, a, with an open mind. And we call it also an open hand, you know, that whatever we have, we freely give to those who are in need. Wow. That's, that's simply amazing. And you did mention about calling, right? It's, it's, it was your calling to come and help these people. And all you had to do was find that missing hole in society and able to fulfill it. And that's truly inspirational, especially for all of our youth students out there who are looking for their own calling. Um, that's definitely something to find and then pursue later on. So just speaking back about the homeless community, how would someone, um, how would the public engage with someone who is homeless? What would they say? How do they kind of interact with them? Well, that, that's a really uh, an important thing because we talk about relationships a lot. And it's important that we identify that when we're talking about people who are experiencing homelessness, we're talking about people first. Their, their housing situation is secondary, or it's even third or fourth down the line. I mean, we, we rarely talk about housing with people that we come in contact on a regular basis. You know, we, we would talk about, you know, sports or we'll talk about the weather or we'll talk about, I mean, these days we all talk about, you know, COVID-19. Um, so there's always these other things we can talk about. And I always encourage people, listen, if you're going to sit down and, and engage in a conversation with someone, talk to them about the things you would talk about with other people because they are people. Most often the, the line that separates uh, those who are housed versus those who are unhoused is very slim. Uh, that line is usually something that uh, is, a, is a decision they've made in their lives that, that went the wrong way, or it was a circumstance that happened. It was possibly just dumb, bad luck. Uh, and sometimes it was a financial thing or a relationship that went bad. It could be any number of things that leads them to this place. Often, it's, it's tied to some kind of an addiction or mental health issue, obviously. But, but, you know, even still, having a conversation with somebody often just starts with, so, are you from here originally? You know, I, whenever right. I meet someone from Chicago, I, always, I love Chicago. It's one of my favorite cities. And so my first question I always talk to uh, people from Chicago about is, what kind of pizza do you like? Because Chicago is famous for deep dish pizza, with, which I love. So I like talking pizza with people from Chicago. Yeah, and, and that just reminds me how we are actually running a campaign with a student um, and it's Race to Speak Up campaign. And we just launched an initiative called We Are One, essentially saying that we are one human race. Now, obviously that was talking about racial lines, but that could be regarded for anything, right? Socioeconomic status, um, your race, your gender, your sexuality. I mean, it's, it's just realizing that everybody is a human being and then engaging in that conversation without prejudices without pre-notion biases. Um, and I think that's amazing for more people to be aware um, and actually strive to do that. So yeah, we, that we simple actually conversation. Launched a, um, we, we launched a, a, a t-shirt um, that is, uh, it's, it just says, it's a black t-shirt and in white letters, it just says simply human, period. And, and the idea behind that is what you just articulated that if, if I see you wearing that shirt or you see me wearing that shirt, it doesn't matter if we're housed or unhoused. 
It doesn't matter if we have money, we don't have money. If we're hungry or if we're well-fed, it doesn't matter about anything. What matters is that we look at each other and we remember that we're all simply human. And we launched that as a buy one, give one, so that you know someone can buy that shirt, wear it themselves, we will give it to one of our unhoused friends so that in my, in my perfect dream world, <laughs> these two people walk down the street, they see each other wearing the same shirt, and they just walk by and give that little head nod, or they say, hey, how's it going? And it takes that one similarity, right? Whether that similarity is, oh, look, we have the same shirt on, or it's, we're human, right? We came from the same place. We've probably gone through some different life experiences, but originating from the same thing, right? We're, we're all the same in some way or another. And I think if we can just learn to reconcile with that fact, then so many more people would be welcoming other people with open arms. Um, exactly. And again, in that perfect world, <laughs> that would be the case. But um, from your experience, how can any one person actually make a difference? And where does someone start with that process once they've got rid of their biases, got rid of their prejudices? How can someone actually start on the path to social change? Well, I always say that, um, that showing up is 90% of it. Um, we have to break a habit. We have to break a, uh, a habit of, in some cases, and I, and I hate to use this word, but I'll use it because I was this guy. I was quite frankly just lazy. I, I, I liked having my Sunday afternoons to myself. I, I liked just taking a nap. Um, and, and we always look back and we go, oh, I was, I'm so busy. I, I'm so busy. You know, I don't have mm -hmm. time to do. You know, we have time to do the things that are important and that we care about. And if making a difference, if making a change is important, here's how we started. My family and I, we packed 25 sack lunches and, and we packed these lunches and just said, what would my kids, what would I send my kids to school with? Peanut butter and jelly, uh, ham and cheese, you know, chips, you know, a, a cookie. What would I send my kids? We packed 25 of those lunches and we went downtown and we just said, we're going to find people that look like they might be hungry. And they look like they might just want to have a little conversation with a quick hello, how are you? And that's how we started. We packed 25 lunches, went downtown, handed them out, said hello, how are you? Have a great day. You're cared for. And we went on our way. That's how we started. And that was the, the genesis, really, of how Shaorup eventually came to be. Yeah, this is sort of an aside, but just out of curiosity, um, when you are approaching these people, have you ever got a negative reaction and they don't want to interact because they might be embarrassed? And how do you cross that borderline to show them that you're willing to help without any judgments? I think that um, help is always one of those things that um, we want to offer it. But again, it's a two way street, right? You, you, you want to be have someone who wants to receive it. Uh, I find that the best way to do that is with Hi, how are you? And, you know, are, are you hungry? Could you use a lunch? Um, that's, that's how we start things off. That's how we would engage with anyone that we would just meet in general. Hi, how are you? And that breaks down the barrier. And if someone just ignores you, okay, if, if you were doing that to somebody in a coffee shop and they ignored you, you'd drink your coffee and mind your own business. But if they engage with you, you have a conversation. Same exact thing with someone who may be on the streets is just, hi, how are you doing? Um, I've got a lunch. Would you like one? And if they say, yeah, no, thanks. I'm good. Okay. Have a great day. 
That's awesome. And you mentioned how Shower Up kind of originated and you were inspired, but where do you see Shower Up going in the future? And how can youth and our audience members listening actually get involved with that open art, heart and open hands? Well, I think um, for Shower Up, obviously we want to we want to serve as many people as we possibly can. Ultimately, I hope that Shower Up no longer needs to exist. I hope that housing and I hope that people are able to get off the shower. I hope all this is a, a, available to people and that shower up is no longer needed, but it's not looking that way. The, the homeless numbers continue to climb in virtually every city. And in some cities, it's catastrophic. So what we're hoping is that we can provide mobile showers and help other people do that in their cities as well. Uh, again, like I said, we're launching in some other cities this year. Uh, we launched Huntsville, Alabama earlier this year. Um, so we're, we're hoping to be able to provide just more showers. And it's not just about making dirty people clean. It's about giving hopeless people hope. That's what we're ultimately trying to do is provide hope, dignity, encouragement, and share love with people in a very tangible way. When you care that deeply and say, I want you to feel great. I want you to get a shower. You're a guest in my shower. Um, that means a lot. So uh, one of the things, and by the way, I want to mention this because this is such an important part of this. If you're going to be a part of making a change, and again, I said this, just get out and do it. Just, just show up, arrive. When someone comes to us for the first time, and we have a lot of students who come to us. Um, we have a lot of uh, high school and college students that come. And I, I think, honestly, uh, this generation, and I'm, I'm of another generation. I'm 55 years old. I've seen a few generations come through. Um, this generation is the most ambitious, driven, health-oriented generation that I have ever seen. And I know there's a yeah. lot of negative things that are said. I don't see it. Um, so when people come and they say, how can we help? How can we get involved? I always tell people, you know, we clean the shower before each use. So, and I'm, I, I clarify that. We don't clean up after somebody. We clean up in preparation for somebody. In doing that, that's an act of love. That's an act of compassion and caring. So if you were to come and be a part of Shower Up, or if you come and do anything with any other, other organization, find a way to be maybe doing that job that maybe other people don't want to do, or maybe find that job that says, I want to get really into it. Don't stand on the sidelines, dive in and be a part of it. You're going to find that you're more fulfilled that way. Yeah, and, and you mentioned before being busy, right? It's not about having the time, it's about making the time. And we make time, time for things that we truly care about. So it's just a matter of getting our hearts to that place where we want to do that good for someone out there. Um, and then the time will come, right? You will be able to make the time, even if it starts with one hour a day. I know when I was starting my nonprofit, I was like, I'm so busy. Um, it was just a matter of me putting down that time and then really dedicating myself to it and the change is more than any time is worth right like the impact that you're making will make up for all of those long nights busy days busy weeks missing out hanging out with friends I mean these are people's lives that that we're changing so well bring your friends I mean you know be, yeah. be that be that leader in your friend group that says hey we're going to do something that's more important than this other thing that we're doing um, when we when we launched Shower Up, uh, my wife and I both had full time jobs, and and we were doing Shower Up. Literally, it was taking us probably uh, 25, 30 hours a week to do Shower Up, in addition to the full time jobs that we had. I am now full time with Shower Up, 
Um, my wife still has a full-time job and she still is our number one volunteer. So, you know, make the time, invest it because you're, you're doing something not only for other people, but you're investing this in yourself. It makes you a better person when you do this kind of thing. You will feel great and you'll know that you're making an impact. Yeah. Yep, I completely agree. And on that note of it being a community effort, we do have time for one last question. Um, so Paul, if you had one piece of advice for our community of listeners today, how would you tell them to pursue social justice? Wow, that's, uh, that's a deep and, and important question, <laughs> especially right now. Uh, social justice, I think, really centers on caring for people. And when, when you think about social justice, don't think in terms of big. Think in terms of your neighbor. Think in terms of the person across the hall or across the street. Think in terms of the people that you encounter on a daily basis. And if you can be human and kind with them, if you can start in your small circle and then expand it out, starting in the people closest to you and then expand out, that's how social justice and that's how change actually happens is when we start right next door. Sometimes we have to start with a person who is in the same room with us, right? Yeah. And so we have to start there. Um, and don't be afraid to engage that with the people who are most difficult in your life. Uh, sometimes those are the very people that need you and you don't know it and they don't know it, but that's where it starts is with those people that are closest to us. Yep, that was very powerful. And it's definitely that unity. It's that community effort, one step at a time, one person at a time coming together as one human family. Um, and then that is definitely how social change starts. Thank you so much, Paul. This was amazing. Well, you're very welcome. And thank you for the work that you're doing. Uh, I, I applaud this. And I think that you're, you're bringing some things to awareness and to light that need to happen. And uh, I think it's awesome that you're doing it. So thank you for allowing me to be a part of this. Of course, thank you so much. And that is our goal definitely is to bring awareness to all of these initiatives and how a community can actually participate in this. So once again, we grow together, we expand together and we make change together. Um, that's actually all we have for time for today, but be sure to look out for more episodes on our professional perspectives, What Cause Inspires You on YouTube and Spotify. I'm your host, Alicia Gupta, and I hope you all continue changing the world. Thank you.